Coming up, we have our second installment of Beyond the Parks this week on Disney's Disney Cruise Line's Alaska Sailings. Plus, you have a chance to win a seven-night Disney cruise to Alaska. Coming up after this. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 631 for the week of July 23rd, 2013. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan your perfect Walt Disney World, Disneyland, and Disney Cruise Line vacations. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Welcome, everybody, to the Diz Unplugged. We are here live from the Bob Varley Studio here in Orlando, Florida. I am Dustin West, and I'm your host this week. Joined at the table by Sean Thompson, who's wearing big headphones. <laughs> we also have <laughs> Teresa Eccles. <laughs> I never noticed that. Julie Martin. I like your big It's only been about five and minutes. And we are also joined today via Skype. We have Tracy Heinrichs from Dreams Unlimited Travel. Hey. Hi, Tracy. Hey. <laughs> and back in the production nook, we have our producer, Craig Williams. Go the other way. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, once again, welcome everybody. I am Dustin West. I am your host this week, filling in for Pete Werner, who, of course, we wish was here, especially on this uh, Disney Cruise Line Alaska show, because he was a huge part uh, of our trip uh, that we did for Beyond the Parks. And uh, we're just going to have to channel his energy here and try and and, and, uh, and, and do that. I'll use some hand gestures. Will that help? But uh, we certainly, certainly wish he was here. Can't wait. So um, now we're going to talk about some Disney Cruise Line yeah. Alaska stuff. Um, hold on. I'm just pulling up my notes. I wanted to uh, open up this particular discussion with the question um, for, for those of you who have been on the, the uh, Disney Cruises to Alaska. What is, the, what is the best way to describe this versus other Disney cruises, uh, especially for Disney fans who have been on other Disney cruises to some of the different locations? So, um, for, I, know, I know for me it was a lot different because um, the only other cruises I've been on are Caribbean cruises. And so, right. you know, there's only so much like, beach stuff you can do and shopping. <laughs> so, uh, you know, laying on the beach isn't really my thing. But this, you know, you're, you're sailing past, like, beautiful mountains and nature, and you could go off the ship, and it's not boiling hot. Right. And you're not sweaty, and you can walk around and do cool things like hiking and just walking and drink beer. And I don't know. It was cool. <laughs> it, was a lot, it was a lot better for me. Well, you make it sound better because in my head, I'm thinking, I don't like to be cold, first of all. I've been on a it's cold. It's actually not that cold well, for us, cold at least. Yeah. Bahama cruise, and yeah. it was miserable. So if I was cold in Alaska, I think I'd be... But it's summertime, right? So right. it's not or yeah. spring. Don't get me wrong. It's not like, hey, summertime, let's all go out on deck. I mean, there was only a couple times where people were actually going out on deck and actually sunbathing. Still it's chilly. still chilly. Well, give, and me it's a, windy give me a temperature. On the ship. Give me a temperature. I'd say it was probably in like the 50s. Oh, that's what that's it sounds like. That's beautiful. No, it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> that's beautiful. The only time it was. You only was need a light sweater. April 25th. <laughs> April 25th. It was, oh my God. It, the, the coldest part that I saw was when we were actually moving fairly quickly. And then if you were up on deck, oh, yeah. so then, then the wind. A, then you got some cold. Then it was chilly. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I just, I think what my point going into this was to kind of show the difference between this and other uh, cruise line experiences. This is a very unique experience. This is the the only one really that's in that kind of cold weather environment and in these natural places instead of going to those uh 
some of the, those more man-made tropical islands. ports. Well, I mean, you still go to man-made ports. Obviously, we're going to cities and towns and stuff. But uh, I don't know, Tracy. What What do you think? What's a good way to uh, kind of differentiate this from other cruise line experiences if somebody's uh, hesitant toward this? I think Sean really on it with the ports is a, is a big thing. Um, also, the people. I mean, when when I was visiting the different ports. Um, nobody was asking to braid my hair every time I took three steps. And uh, the the amount of uh, things that were to see and to do, I find often with the Caribbean, you can really get off the Caribbean. And if you didn't see a sign, you often don't know where you are in the Caribbean. There isn't a lot to differentiate one island from another, uh, as opposed to in Alaska where the ports were quite different. Um, so I think that's a lot of it. And just the tranquility of it. It's definitely a different vacation. Right. It is cooler. Um, as Julie said, you know, a cold cruise in the Bahamas. Remember that December one we did? Oh, my goodness, that was cold. But when you go to the Bahamas, you're expecting warm weather. So I think it feels a little colder. It's a little bit of a different experience uh, than if you're going somewhere over Alaska where you're expecting temperatures in the 50s to 60s, 70s in the, in the July and August months. Uh, so I think the difference is your preparation as well. And you kind of set yourself up for, you know, for what it's going to be like. Okay, thanks. Well, I know before we uh, before we go into any more uh, discussions on you know our beyond the park mm-hmm. stuff and the different experiences that we had and the different stuff with the ship, uh, we have, as mentioned at the top of the show, we have a, a, a prize that we're kind of setting up, and I know Sean has some of the details for that. If you want to mention that, yeah. So it's kind of similar to the uh, th- what we did last week for the Alani giveaway. Right. Um, so there's going to be. Um, a phrase actually this week it's not so much a phrase as it is just three different words um that you'll have to unscramble and then go to the link and obviously Teresa did not watch the show because she looks really confused <laughs> um but yeah you take the three words unscramble them and then enter it in our form at disunplug.com slash contest um and then you'll be entered to win the prize which I believe is a seven night Disney Disney Alaska, Alaska cruise. cruise right so um do and we, there's we have information on the site about that do we have that scramble ready to yes ready to show? we do um, so okay. like I did last week, I'm probably going to read these words out just for the audio show. Yeah. Um, but if you, you want to see it, you can always just watch our broadcast of this right. when we put it up on YouTube or live stream, whatever, um, to actually see it. So oh, I already f- got them figured out. Yeah. Me too. It, it's like, it, so like it's last week, it's difficult. No, it's not difficult. <laughs> okay. It has to do with what we're talking about. Right. Um, Alaska and, and, you know, specifically. So the first word is, and this is going to be scrambled. So it's a W a S G Y K. Uh, second word is C-K-K-N-T-E-H-I-A. And then the third word is U-J-N-U-A-E. So unscramble those yep. and, and enter them on our website. And you can go to disunplug.com forward slash contest. Contest, yes. And that's where you can and that find be, these words again if you miss them. And that page will be up after this broadcast is over. That's right. Okay. And when is the winner announced? It will be announced on August 6th, that show. Right. We're going to save all three contest winners yeah. and then announce it on that show when okay. we come back from beyond the parks. So I'm excited. Yep. I'm excited to see how people do with these contests and see who, uh, see who's the lucky person. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. yeah, now that we've, uh, now that we've presented the contest and our, um, little scramble there, we do have a, a video that Craig has put together just to kind of introduce to you, uh, kind of an overview of what we did while we were on the cruise. Uh, so we want to take a look at that real quick. All right. Well, th- thank you for that, Craig. Uh, that kind of sums up just some of the, the oh, beautiful places. What would? Oh my god! Yeah, because before that video, I really—it's not high on my list, you know, of places yeah. to go. I'd like to visit one day, 
but seeing that, it's, it just looks so quaint and cute. It does. Yeah. No, and, it's, and beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Some of those ports, those cities are just really cool. Um, you know, Julie, I thought exactly like you before my first trip to Alaska. Um, the first time we did it, actually, it was Chris and I, and we did it with my parents because my dad and Chris really wanted to go to Alaska. And we both thought, my mom and I both were like, we live in Canada. Why do we need to go look at icebergs in cold weather? It didn't make sense to us. <laughs> so we said, okay, we'll do it, but we're going to do it on a cruise ship so we can do other things like spa and things like that. And so we went. And the first morning when we arrived in Ketchikan was our first stop that time. And I opened up my blinds and I was just in love. I couldn't believe what I was seeing outside. And uh, after that cruise, all I thought about was how I can get back. So the next year we went again with Disney. And uh, I was exactly like you. I thought this really just isn't on my short list. Maybe someday when I'm a senior, I'll go. Um, But man, it was like nothing I've ever experienced. Okay. I mean, I I agree with you. It's... um it's one of those things where you just do not expect, I don't know. You just don't know what your expectations are. And, um, as I'm looking back at some of that footage and some of the things that you guys experienced that I didn't experience, um, it, it is just absolutely, absolutely beautiful. And, uh, like Tracy said, I want to I want to get back there as, as soon as possible. I, I can't tell you it, it's great, but we started off, um, we started off our experience, uh, coming off the heels of our Alani trip. And so we were taking, uh, taking a flight out of Hawaii and ended up um, in, where did we fly into? Yeah, it was tough. So we left um, Honolulu, I think, late at night, so like 9 yeah. p.m. And then we um, landed in Seattle first, early in the morning. So we kind of flew overnight. Oh, right. And then we had like a small plane from Seattle oh. to Vancouver. And it was like a little puddle jumper kind of thing. It, it was. was it was this plane. Yeah, it was like an Airbus or whatever they call it. It was this <laughs> plane that was uh, two, two rows of two. And, uh, but instead of jet engines, they had propellers. And it was the loudest thing you've ever heard in your life and the scariest thing to see. Because those propellers are going yeah. as you walk up to the plane. And that was... It was bizarre. Well, that was the scary part of it. Like... I've only done it once before where you actually don't yeah. walk through the, whatever it's called, the jetway. And yeah. Oh, you're boarding you actually, from outside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've only done it once before. I like that, I do too. It was it's so cool. old world. It makes whenever, you feel like a celebrity. Yeah. Whenever yeah. I fly into Santa Barbara, that's how it's like. Because yeah. my parents used to live out there. I want to put on gloves. And, it's very fancy. Yeah. 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 But, it was so scary. <laughs> But when we were when we got into Vancouver, I mean, we didn't we didn't have like a hotel or anything. It was fly from Hawaii and yeah. get right on the ship. Huh. It was it was bizarre. it worked out well. I mean, it, there was no like lag time. And then yeah, I think that's what happened to us on our Mediterranean cruise. We flew to Barcelona and then we got immediately on the ship. We were exhausted. Yeah, we were exhausted. Yeah. Disney. Um, we had to uh, just because of the timing, we had to stick around the airport for oh, a little while. Yeah. Um, but Disney had arranged transfers for us, so we were able to take a, bo- a bus from the airport in Vancouver over to um, the port. And you know, the embarkation process there was kind of kind of crazy. I mean, they, it was like everybody was huddled in one place and then they let us all go yeah and we all had to go through customs at like the exact that was same the weird time part the customs part, you know we had to yeah so disney doesn't have their own designated terminal there no it's, it's shared with other it is joint it's yeah. called canada place so it's a different it's type a, of yeah you know, bunch it's actually of really urban so we were just across the street from the hotel we actually stayed on when we came back um but you're like right in the city i mean you could walk 
to the you know the center of the town oh, yeah. to downtown from the port. So it's like it's an odd experience because I'm so used to Port Canaveral where it's you Nothing. know the only thing out there is yeah. you yeah. know the cruise ship terminals. Um, unless you want to go to Coco, but or the Welcome Center or the Welcome Center, yeah. But yeah, this was very very uh, downtown urban. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and as as we got on the ship, you know. Um, like I said, the, the whole customs process was really long. It was, was really nice, though. Certain uh, uh, customs agents were going out, and they were seeing uh, folks that were, had uh, war veteran hats on and mm-hmm. stuff, and were pulling them aside. Said, Guy, why don't you guys come to the front of the line? So I thought that was... Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that was it, really nice. It was a huge line, but I, I did feel like it moved fairly quickly. Moved I mean, they quick. divided you, because you, you had to be in a certain line between uh, whether you were a U.S. citizen or... Something not, else. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember exactly. Canadian, I remember, <laughs> maybe. Well, I mean, there yeah. were other people. I mean, they weren't just the two. It wasn't only well, open. I know, to, but yeah. <laughs> but I remember they were pulling out. They were making sure that Americans were in a certain line. Um, right. And then, yeah. So. Uh, Ex-screening. What's that, Tracy? Extra screening for those Americans. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> but yeah, once we got through that big line, then it got a lot easier because we went straight on the ship. But it was a it was a overcast day. It was kind of rainy. Uh, we got on the ship, and I had never been on the older, smaller ships before the oh, Magic really? or the Wonder. I don't oh, know. Really? What, what do I say? What is politically correct? The, the classic. Classics. Classic. Yeah. Classics. Classic ships. Um, and I love those ships just as much. Be yeah. careful. What would you think oh, of it? I'm going, into a, I'm going into a good space here. No, I <laughs> thought just first walking in uh, after being on the Dream and the Fantasy, seeing the atrium, it is a little bit smaller, and that took me... That took me by surprise, but as soon as I got on that ship, I fell in love with it, the the way it's laid out, and it, even after being on the Dream and the Fantasy, it reminded me of those ships, and I, I just I love the Disney Cruise Line, and this, this was awesome. That my first impression of the ship was really good. Um, Dustin, before you go on too far, yeah. can I talk about transportation for a minute? Sure. I've had a lot of clients mention to me about trying to get flights into Vancouver and mm-hmm. how, um, you know, it's easier, obviously, if you're flying within the U.S., talking about my U.S. clients. A um, couple things to do. First thing you want to do is you want to check the two Canadian airlines when you're looking for flights. You want to check Air Canada, and that's just aircanada.com, or WestJet as well, westjet.com. Um, both are, will be affiliated with American counterparts as well, um, but often you'll find their uh, flights into the Canadian cities may be a little bit more efficient than what you're finding with the U.S. airlines. Also, I've heard from many guests who have flown into Seattle and then taken a train or a shuttle from Seattle into Vancouver. Wow. Uh, I know Amtrak has a schedule that coincides with the uh, cruise departure schedules. So just a couple of options there. I know um, flight prices is often a discussion that I have with my clients around cruising out of Vancouver. Also, transportation from port. If you're not using uh, Disney Cruise Line, Typically, a taxi will be your best bet, but you want to be aware in Vancouver. Vancouver is a very um, conscientious um, city. What am I? What's the word I'm looking for? Very earthy. So a lot of the taxis will be um, alternate fuel. Right. Electric green, green. so yeah, they'll often be smaller vehicles. So it may mean you have to wait for a couple cars to come by for something bigger to hold your luggage, um, but. To, Based on where the location of the airport is and the port, often um, a taxi is your best value as well. Okay. Very good. Very good. Now, I mean, we, we like I said, we took the Disney shuttle bus, and that, that worked out fine, but those are some great options as well. Um, as we, uh, as far as the, the day the ship's leaving, you know how they have the, uh, 
they have they usually have the party sail out on away deck. Party. The sail, sail away party. Mm-hmm. I don't know if uh, I was talking about the weather. It was kind of rainy that day. I don't know if that's a, a, a normal thing to be expected on these Alaska cruises. But at least when we went in uh, early late may early june it was still kind of rainy and overcast yeah. and ours got moved inside we were inside just for reference though when we came back yeah. to vancouver the one that the cruise that left just after us mm-hmm. um that was beautifully sunny and right. so it was happening out on the upper deck so i'm sure it's just a it, it, yeah. i mean it can happen know? here we yeah. had an indoor right. sail away party on a recent podcast cruise but i remember the, but when it when it doesn't said weather i mean it's crazy like the fog you can't see yeah. anything so i feel like we didn't even see vancouver oh. because it was just covered in fog until we came back, and then right? It was then it was beautiful. Bright, nice, yeah, yeah. But you guys sailed in May as well, right? You were one of the first sailings. I think, yeah, we, I think were we were the, the first, the first yeah. sailing. Yeah, you'll see the weather change quite a bit as well. Like when you're sailing, um, May is the entry level of the season, and then September be the end. That's when the pricing is usually the best for Alaska. Reason being that the weather isn't at its most ideal. So as you get farther into June, definitely into July and August, you're going to find the temperatures will be more in the 60 to 70 range and a lot less of what you experienced. Okay. Now this isn't going to be this isn't going to be like a review of the Disney Wonder. This is no. more about you know the uh, the Alaska portion, obviously. Um, but I did want to kind of touch on uh, staterooms for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're looking at, at booking. Um, an Alaska cruise, as far as Disney Cruise Line is concerned, uh, you probably are going to want to look at staterooms. If you're thinking about getting a stateroom that does have um, a veranda, then you're going to want to look at the starboard side verandas because as you're specifically as you're pulling into uh, Tracy Arm Fjord and going through there and then you see the glacier, that's uh, that's the side of the ship that you know, you're going to get the best view. I mean, he does rotate the ship. But. Yeah. And just from a perspective, we didn't have a, a veranda. Right. So Craig and I, we were, we were, um, we had an inside stateroom and honestly, I, it would have been nice to be able to sit out on the veranda, but I think we, we didn't lose anything from just going upstairs to the upper decks. So, I mean, if, I mean, you just if, couldn't do it in your bathroom. If it's a luxury, <laughs> yeah, exactly. If it's a luxury you want, I, I definitely would recommend it, but, but you're not going to lose anything because right. there's so many opportunities to go upstairs and That's see. That's the way I felt about um, the med cruise. I had an okay. inside stateroom, but I don't think I lost anything yeah. because you're still going to be able to see it all. Just, you know, well, but if, 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 if it's a cost issue, yeah. Yeah. take the inside stateroom and go. Right. That's the only way. You can but if go. you want to sit out there and eat like wine and cheese and right. be fancy, and I have to say, there's nothing like opening up your curtains exactly. and seeing like a, yeah. a yeah. beautiful mountain or you know beachscape. Exactly. Yeah. I can imagine how great it would be, but Sean and I were spending all of our time on deck anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like we would have been a waste having that nice veranda stateroom because we are always up there. We are always walking around. We are always off the ship whenever we had the chance. Like it just would have been a waste for us, but it would have been, it was work. I mean, you know, that's why exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, while while we're talking about staterooms, I don't know, Tracy or Teresa, I mean, are we seeing any kind of values for uh, this uh, season or next season? Well, I did. I checked out some pricing. Um, There's still availability for the seven night in August of the sailings in mm-hmm. August. You can get an inside stateroom for just over 3200. You can get an ocean view for 3800 and up. Right. So, um that would be the 1st of August, middle of August it gets a little bit pricier. On up to um like a veranda would be going for 5700 starting at 
if they're still available. Next year, there's an, I think the best value, I don't know about you, Tracy, but there's a nine night, I think it's the starter one, May 24th of next year. You can get an inside stateroom for 28, just a little over $2,800 wow. for nine nights. That's, that's a pretty good deal, I think. Again, this kind of goes back to what we were just saying. You see that price, and if that's what's scaring you off from doing this, that you have to have a veranda, nah, there's plenty of time for you to, to get out. Yeah. I mean, you can go, there. obviously, you can go yeah. higher end, but I think the verandas obviously are going to go first, don't you think, Tracy? Yeah, and what happens with the verandas, everybody seems, uh, within Alaska and a med cruise, um, people who don't normally buy verandas or purchase verandas would do so on those cruises. I have cruised both. Actually, most of my cruises I cruise inside. Um, but in Alaska, my first one was a, with a veranda. The second one was without. And uh, you'll also notice the price difference on a veranda over an ocean view or inside is considerably more on an Alaska cruise than it is, say, on a Caribbean. So they know they're in high demand. That's when you're paying the highest dollar. Mm. And I would completely agree with you guys who said, you know, if an inside cruise is what the budget is is at, then don't wait. I hear people say all the time, I'm going to wait till I can afford a veranda. I honestly believe that many people who aren't typically sailing veranda cabins would get enough value out of that veranda to warrant the extra cost. And that nine night that you're talking about, um, Teresa, next May, that one stops in Sitka in a, in a, in a addition to the other ports and that's a really unique itinerary that would be one i'd really like to do and really good value nine nights starting at 2800 wow that is a deal though yeah. really for two that's for two people yeah so do you know where sitka is it's from the proposal with ryan reynolds and sandra bullock oh, it oh. is oh my is. <laughs> is that where they go huh uh, sitka uh, that would be so fun yeah i had no idea okay cool <laughs> i just want to add one more thing about sure. verandas um, on the classic ships, they do have the Navigator Veranda. So if you're sailing to Alaska in early season May or late season September, the Navigator may be an option for somebody who still wants the outside view. But those are the ones with the large porthole um, mm. that's open air to outside. So it would block some of that wind and weather for you. So if you're kind of thinking entry-level veranda, the Navigator on the classic ships may be definitely something to consider. That's the Category 7As, and they're at the aft of the ship. Okay. And they're adorable. I think they're absolutely adorable. It's a great option. Are those nice. what we saw in the hallway across from us, or is that a different thing? I don't remember actually. I. It's like it's got a little a little little veranda, but it's like almost enclosed, mm-hmm. so okay. it's like an outside room. Yeah, it might be actually. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's really cute. Were you guys in the after the ship shot? Um. Were you yeah, we were in yes. the aft. Yeah. yeah, they would be the seven A's that you would have seen dr- directly across from you. They, they're like a nautical, nautical theme outside, and then it looks like a big porthole, but it doesn't have glass in it. It's open to the outside. Yeah. Now, I wanted to talk about um, just a few things with the Wonder. Um, you know, I think it's important to mention that as far as dining is concerned, we had incredible experiences in both Palo and in the in the dining rooms. Um, I know that the, the Wonder had not such great reviews on their food recently. Yeah. But. Well, we had dinner in uh, all three dining rooms, actually, um, except for Animator's Palette. Right. We missed out on that night. Um, and then we didn't eat dinner at uh, Beach Blanket bu- Buffet either. We had uh, lunch But we there. had lunch there. And it's super cramped in that buffet. <laughs> like coming, coming off the big ships now, uh, like yeah, Fantasy and Dream. It. It's little. And so we were coming. Actually, this was part of our embark. Uh, our oh, yeah. We had all our luggage. I mean, we had like 17 bags. Because yeah, we had all the buffet. equipment stuff for the shows. And so we're going through, uh, through this buffet, buffet and trying to find a place to sit. And it was awful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it just very cramped. But there's outside seating and stuff, too. But yeah, overall, the dining was, was really good. We ate at Palo a lot. We were at Palo a lot. And yeah, we did. That was 
<laughs> yeah. I we, just don't understand because you're not really getting, I mean, the experience like, you know, that other guests are going to get. Of course. Not everyone's going to eat a But we had dinner at Triton's. We had dinner at Parrot K or Parrot Key. Whatever you um, call it. I don't know exactly. But Key. Okay, Parrot Key. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought, I thought the food, <laughs> the food all over the ship, Palo, dining rooms, buffet, and then yep. any of the uh, fast or quick service stuff. We actually ate there a lot too for lunches and stuff. Yeah, just the quick little things like Pinocchio's pizza, and yeah, pizza, chicken Goofy's nuggets, galley. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to throw that in there because the main point, uh, uh, the main thing I want to talk about on this show is just the scenery, the ports, the whole vibe of this Alaska experience that you go on with Disney Cruise Line. Um, starting with as you're leaving. You're, you're leaving Vancouver, and everything, you're, you're kind of far off from the coast. Everything's very small, and it was, for us, it was very rainy, very cloudy, and then all of a sudden, you start, to see, you start to see more stuff. You start to see land getting a little bit closer as you're making your way up the coast and into the Inside Passage. But, um, well, the thing I remember most from that whole point yeah. was we all started freaking out maybe about three hours into the sailing yeah because all of a sudden we started seeing everything and you know it was a mile off in the distance and we thought yeah. it was super close and pete just kept sitting there saying like wait till tomorrow yeah you're you're just you're getting excited about nothing the and real stuff's a, about was, to come absolutely oh, yeah. right yeah oh he painted such a picture of of what this experience was going to be like and he was absolutely dead on and yeah. i'll kind of hit on some of that stuff in a minute but when you think about caribbean uh, cruising in the Caribbean, you always go, oh, look, at night, there's some little lights over there. You know, you see there's an island. Over I mean, this is just, even even early on, it's big chunks of land that you're seeing, and it's absolutely beautiful. So at night, was it like pitch black? Yes, because as you're going up, you're starting to see less cell phone towers, less right. Yeah, although lights. it stayed light out really late. Yes. I think oh, sunset well, was like at 1030 or 11. Well, I was about to say, you're maybe there in the time period where it's daylight all the time. No, we weren't, it wasn't of, quite six that bad. Six months of light, six months of dark, right? Uh, what was it, like 18 hours? 20? I don't it, think it works like that. I mean, it uh, was someplace. Yeah, it does. Still, yeah. <laughs> I, I'd say the sunset so wasn't until about, it would be dark at about 1030. 10. Yeah. That's so I think there's 18 hours of daylight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that threw me off a little bit. It's well, beautiful, I know people though. that live there, so. Yeah. yeah. But um, let's see. Our first, our first stop was Tracy Arm. Yeah, so it wasn't right? even really a, it wasn't a port. It's yeah. just basically it's day at sea, but it's you're going to to the Tracy Arm, right. um, and so almost the sail there was just as impressive as getting to the actual glacier, because you're passing like these huge mountains, and it actually got pretty close in yeah. parts. Um, uh, like we like Titanic. Well, <laughs> Craig and I really noticed this funny thing happening because we were on the very top deck, and we would be on one side of the ship, like starboard. And then we'd be looking at our stuff and then we'd turn around and it looked as though we were going to hit the other side. (laughs) And so we'd run over there and then we realized, oh, wait, we're not really that close. But then we looked back and it looked like we were close on that side. So it was kind of this optical illusion. Do you have a video of that? I would like to see that. Running back and forth. I mean, no, actually I do, but you're not going to see it. The interesting thing about these sailings, at least for the seven nights, is that so that is uh, three days before you actually hit a port. I mean, technically... Tracy Arm is the first stop, but you know you're not getting off the ship. It's just a, a glacier that you're going up to to check out, which is beautiful. And um, oh, so, so I didn't realize that. So you yeah. don't actually get off. You do not get off the ship at uh, Tracy. Arm. There's nowhere to get off, really. Some it's I just I believe other cruise lines offer uh, smaller boats that can get up closer um, 
to the glacier. No. Um, but I, I don't believe Disney Cruise Line does that. So you're not getting off the ship. And I just want to kind of try to explain this uh, this experience going through the inside passage. In fact, when we close the show today, I'm going to have a video that I did of the inside passage and you'll see, and Craig had a little bit of that in his video uh, as well. But it, the way Pete described it to me is that everything starts off kind of like black and white and, and far off in the distance. There's not a lot of color. There's a lot of clouds. There's things are off in the distance. It's very dark. And as you get, closer and you start seeing little specks of uh of color whether it be in the green of the trees that you're getting closer to on the side of you or the the blue fragments of the glacier and icebergs they're they're just jet blue uh it's crazy and then as and there's a picture up there you kind of see how we uh close we get to some of these um pieces of land as we make our way Further through the inside passage, the clouds started to recede. Mm-hmm. You saw the blue skies, the kind of green of the water, and the green and brown of of the land that's right up next to you. And so the cool part about th- these days when we're actually sailing in the inside passage was um, ev- almost everyone on the ship is outside on the top decks. Oh, yeah. And they're looking at everything, and there's, I don't think it's the captain. There was like an, a guy that would there come was, the there was They had a, uh, a naturalist, mm-hmm. um, and I believe he was... He knew a lot about the local area, so he was pointing out different wildlife, different... Uh, so he'd come on and explain yeah. things. He would explain some of the history. He'd explain kind of the geography of it, and then if he did see some wildlife, they would spot it, and they had a camera, too, so they would film it and put it on the big Jumbotron on the... Uh, oh, what is that's it? cool. Tunnel, what's it called? I forget the name of the... The Dumbotron? Is, is that what it's called? called? I, not on these ships, no, on I don't the, think. But you know what I mean, the big yeah. screen the on the... The screen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, funnel vision thing. Yeah, yes, funnel vision. That's yeah, what yeah. it's called. Funnel vision. Yeah. Um, so it was really cool. And then actually in this picture here, in the distance is Tracy Arms. So this is as we were approaching. And another interesting thing, like I said, the uh, naturalist was talking. There were parts of this where he couldn't. The ship couldn't make noise because it's like a preserve. And so they had to be super quiet because it would disturb like the, the habitat. Would it be like a, a break off of the ice? And I think that might have been part of it. But at the same time, like we passed a lot of wildlife along mm-hmm. the way. Yeah. So we saw it. Um, seals like you could see in the video that I made mm-hmm. um, there was like Eagle Island that we passed at one point in time there was like an eagle preserve and oh here's a, here's a cute little seal or sea lion <laughs> I don't know what the difference is and it's looking right at my camera <laughs> but you saw those um, there was bears along the side as well too so and it, everybody out on deck had binoculars or cameras just checking out the scenery. Okay, here's my question. Talking yeah. about that, um, were these things for sale in the merchandise, or did you have to bring your own? The animals? No, no the, the, the binoculars. binoculars. Binoculars were sold not only at the port when you first got there, but they also sell them in the gift shops. Okay, on I was board. always wondering. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This doesn't sound very kid friendly. I don't like. I don't think my kids would enjoy just standing and looking at. Well, I don't think little kids, but maybe no. I think Stella would enjoy this. Now, so Disney's not shooting up this passage. Blaring their horn and partying. Oh, no, down. Yeah. no. So that's kind of what I pictured. It's very so, oh, tranquil. And you're okay. going really slow, actually, in certain yeah. parts. Um, because, I mean, you can't make a wake or anything because you're in like this really still water with land on either side. Can you hear ice cracking? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Actually, when we got close to Tracy Arm, you could actually see it falling off. Yeah. And that's another thing I wanted to mention is when you first start the cruise, you're out in the open ocean. Yeah. And then it's, you know, it's it was still relatively smooth compared to the Caribbean. Um, but. You know, there was some rocking motion. Once we got in the inside passage, I mean, it was just dead still. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't know that there was any rocking or anything. It was crazy. Well, I'm just not used to that on cruise lines. 
sorry to go back to yeah. kids. One thing I wanted to note is when Sean and I were um, standing on deck ten for the inside passage. Uh, what I noticed was we are right beside the uh, Mickey pole. So a lot mm. of people were Mickey just like pole? having their kids play in the pole while they were standing and watching. Mm. Yeah. Did I, did oh, that's I say good. Pool Don't watch your children pool? swim. Pole. <laughs> I don't know. And the, pools, pool. the pools are uh, climate controlled or temperature controlled. Mm-hmm. Well, I would hope. So, yeah. And you could sometimes you could see the steam coming off of them. Oh, wow. Yeah. A lot of people yeah, in hot tubs. Um, there's a number of programs on these uh, on this cruise for kids they have uh, naturalists in the kids clubs as well they have activities going on as well as a lot of the shore excursions now the first day Tracy Arm is very scenic cruising after that we're stopping in ports and getting off um, but a lot of the excursions do offer youth activity as well um, but I will say um, in Tracy Arm that was the first place when I did my Disney cruise with Alaska to Alaska where I really saw the Disney difference. The first cruise I did with another cruise line, we did go to Tracy Arm as well, but we were going to another port in the afternoon. So we kind of got in there, we kind of got up a little bit far, you could see it off a little bit in the distance. Um, But then, you know, and not even that close is the picture you're showing now. And it was like, oh wow, this is really cool, blah, 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 blah. When we did it with Disney, they took the entire day. And every time I thought there's no possible way they could go further the captain would, you know, manipulate the, with the pilot on board, would manipulate that ship a little bit more, and we'd get even closer. Mm-hmm. And so in talking to some of the crew afterwards, they said that's one thing with Disney. They made sure they had the whole day. They made sure they had nowhere else to be that day so they could take their time because it is a lot of navigating in and around, watching tide levels, watching, you know, what else is happening in the water and making sure they can get close. We were so close to that glacier with Disney that I swear I felt like I could touch it. Um, and with the previous cruise experience I had, it was off in the distance. You know, it was like, oh, wow, this is neat. But it was off in the distance. It didn't feel like I was a part of that experience. And when you're up as close as Disney gets to it, you realize how massive this thing is and how old it must be to have just carved itself into that mountain like that. It's absolutely gorgeous. It is It is the payoff of that beautiful scenic day and i'm talking like some of the stuff you saw in craig's video earlier it's i mean it's like you're taking a cruise through the lord of the rings you know it's it's wild it's an excursion r- to mordor yeah well i wouldn't <laughs> say <laughs> wild alaska it's just yeah. absolutely yes, really let's call it alaska wow absolutely epic and if you at all are interested or or love nature in any way or think that nature is beautiful especially untouched nature. Yeah. You're going to love this. This is, it, it, I, I had no expectations for Tracy Arm. I, yeah. I knew it was a glacier, but I didn't know what it looked like, or I didn't look it up ahead of time. And so oh. I kind of just went with an open mind. I didn't know just, what we were going to see. Um, but it was really cool. And I was surprised at how icy the water was um, and how m- many chunks broke off oh, yeah. from the glacier. It was a little Titanic at a couple spots because <laughs> you see the icebergs in the water. Um, but obviously we're not going fast. So, I mean, we did hit it a couple, like small chunks. We're not hitting big things, but I mean, the ship just wow makes the move, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, it's beautiful. And I, I don't know, like I said earlier, when you're watching it, you can see chunks break off and they make this big splash. Oh um, yeah. Oh, I would yeah. love this. We stayed, I think <laughs> we were there for like an hour. Oh, he yeah. spun around and well, he spun around. I mean, the first thing oh. to note is I didn't know anything about it. I didn't even know what Tracy Arm was. I didn't know it was a glacier. I just I You were there. I was there. I didn't do any research going into it and like the one thing that Sean and I did, 
we went down to our stateroom once for maybe 30 seconds to like switch out equipment but other than that we were on deck for i'd say at least six hours straight oh yeah wow like because it takes a while to get up there and there are so many things that you're seeing along the way that you just can't move and then once you get there you are there for about an hour as you the boat turns around because it does a complete 180 in that. So it tight goes there, section. then it has to go back out. It go it yes exactly. It has to go back through the passage. Just not one way. It's a dead end. N- not the exact kind same of. route, um, but you you go up and like you said, he turns the ship around uh, so everybody can view it, and because he has to turn around, um, and you're seeing all these waterfalls, you're seeing the glacier. It's absolutely beautiful, and then yeah, you're heading back out to the outside passage so you can uh, make your way to the next port. Which was Skagway. Skagway was the first one. Yes. Skagway was the first place that we got off. And that was uh, day four, I believe. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, Skagway's awesome. What do you guys think? I loved it. Um, We had an excursion that day. Um, So, we got off in the morning and walked around the town. And it's kind of like this old western town. It is. It's it's really interesting. Um, There's lots of shops and kind of dining things you know, restaurants and things like that, coffee shops. Is it rugged? I was about to say, where's the photo? Yeah. yeah. It's, fudge, it's, Teresa, fudge. <laughs> oh, look, fudge. <laughs> a lot of jewelry, More importantly, a lot of fudge. Skagway Brewing Company. <laughs> in that photo. Yeah. Yeah. This was one of the most interesting stops because they tried to mix that old Alaskan prospector feel with the tourist uh, attractions. That yeah. looked kind of touristy. Yeah. Well, uh, it like is. we said, there's a lot of jewelry shops. There's a lot of... Uh, you know, um, knickknack kind of stuff. Are there stuff. real, like, Alaskan people standing around? Or, well, I mean, peop- the people that live, live there, there work there. Yeah. Well, but are they like, okay, okay, don't laugh at me. I hear you laughing, Tracy. But I'm just saying, is it like, I want to see, I don't want to see tourist stuff. I want to see the real, okay. what's really there. Well, the, the place you'll that... See some yeah, you'll, I, yeah. The place that we were at was on this main strip, and it's, like you said, it's set up like an old western prospect town. And, you know, there's this main street and then wooden slat sidewalks on either side and all, all these old buildings and shops and stuff. But I'm sure if you continue to explore, um, you would find – it seemed mostly like neighborhoods beyond the main street yeah. area. Um, but it, well, it was cool. Yeah, we – Sean and I walked a little bit off path and like we went back by the houses real quick uh, we also even kind of went and found like little abandoned areas that i'm not sure we are supposed to be going into <laughs> oh, see, that's what i like a little, yeah well okay. that's what i'm into as well okay. and so there are places that you can go to get away from it and just kind of like look at nature and but i think a lot of the way at each stop to get away from the tourist stuff is to actually do the tourist stuff and do the excursions because those take you to the true places mm-hmm. that okay. you're yeah. not going to see anywhere else yeah, but it was awesome. nice though because it. I mean, it, the port is uh, incredibly close to the downtown area we just showed you. I mean, it's just like a five ten minute walk mm-hmm. uh, down the side of the ship, and you're right there. It's incredibly close. You can see it from the main street. You see the ship right there. It's it's wild. But um, we found our favorite place in Skagway was like you said, the Skagway Brewing Company. Yeah, we had well, lunch we're there. Not really surprised. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really? Oh my. Do tell. I'm wearing their shirt right now. They uh, it was it was really nice small kind of they brew their own. pub. They do yeah. and they they different ones. So like they had an IPA, they had an amber, they were brown, and they designed labels for each one and they sold merchandise for each one. So if you had oh, a favorite, yeah. you got to buy the stuff that corresponded with your favorite beer. So it was really cool and we the food was great. The yeah. food was good. Yeah, we had oh, yeah. lunch there. It was absolutely. Fun. It's all the way down at the end of the street. So I I'm I curious know. like if there was a lot of seafood. 
Um, or, was or like, like elk burger. I remember yeah, more. I remember more seafood in Ketchikan. Yeah, Ketchikan okay. was um, more like that. So I don't know if it's because it's more of a fishing like seal town. Seal ravioli but, or something. Yeah, I know. Oh god. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just curious if yeah, you know, if those kinds of things are actually. Eaten. I suppose like, I know like Eskimos, you know, like the oil yeah. and the skins and the meat they use that for stuff. But I wasn't sure if like the real local people that live in that town. Yeah, I had a burger and fries. Was it an elk <laughs> so burger? I, no. <laughs> it wasn't as adventurous as I thought. Um, when we were in Juneau, we got reindeer meat. That was about okay, as that's crazy. Interesting. As it oh, got. actually, now that you say that though, when we were on our excursion, the guy brought snacks, and that was. Um, uh, what's he brought the caribou sausage? Yeah, he brought oh, caribou sausage and mm-hmm. salmon pate. You guys yeah. want to talk you. about your excur- excursion a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I do actually. Um, that was like one of my favorite things that we did in Alaska. Um, we did the Jeep, um, the Yukon Jeep Klondike Adventure, mm-hmm. which was an excursion, and I think it said it took like a big block of time, like four and a half it was hours. About four to five hours. Yeah, four to yeah. five. Um, and it was like $164 oh, a, a person. Jeep. Yeah, and uh, it's you have to be older than eight. Um, yeah, you have to be eight or older if mm-hmm. you want to ride along, and you have to be 25 or older with a valid driver's license to drive, and you also have to have a passport because the catch of it is, is that you start off in Skagway, but then you drive through into Canada into Yukon Territory. Mm-hmm. So you drive a good hour and a half away to get to like all the stuff you're seeing. And that was but, mainly on a highway. Um, yep. The drive there was mainly highway. And then once you got to this place called um, Car Cross, mm-hmm. Car Cross, which is in Yukon, it's kind of the small town. You kind of stop. And that's where we had the snack um, and the water. And then from there, you go on this off-road course. Mm-hmm. And that was awesome. kind of, that was the most fun. Um, well, I mean, it, it was different than the driving on the highway. Um, it's really bumpy. You're driving over rocks. There's some water. Um, you put it in a four-wheel drive and you just go crazy. And you were, who was driving? Craig. Uh, Weren't you? Did Craig you drove. Driving? Oh, we both oh. did. We split it evenly. Oh. We were very careful. It was just the two of you in the vehicle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One thing that we should mention, like we have, I have a video going up on YouTube of it, but Sean and I uh, did this alone because Pete was having his back problems. This would have been the worst thing if yeah. you had back problems. <laughs> just to say it, like, don't do it if you have any sort of medical issues. Um, but yeah, we went on it together, and we were in the back car. And then we had a guide with us because when they had like eight or more cars in a convoy, they had to have a guide at the first, uh, at the front and then in the back as well. So we had our guide with us and he knew we wanted to take pictures and stuff. So he kind of asked the lead guide if we could break off from the pack and kind of do our own thing. So we yeah. stayed with everyone. Nice. But yeah. He was awesome. His name was Craig. Yeah. Break off from yeah. the convoy. So you had Craig squared. We did have Craig squared. <laughs> double squared. Oh, yeah. double Craig. And it was, I mean, we got a one-of-a-kind experience. I bet no one else gets it, yeah. which, I mean, it, we didn't get any privileges. <laughs> and honestly, well, honestly, the way it happened was um, the guy that's in the first vehicle does kind of like an audio tour. So there's kind of a radio in every Jeep. Oh, okay. And you just turn it on. And as you drive past okay, things, okay. it'll say, oh, there's where Donald Trump's uncle won his money or something. Yeah, exactly. Which is the real story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Donald, okay. Donald Trump's fortune came from Yukon, I think. Exactly. His great grandfather, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Yukon Cornelius. Yukon Cornelius. Um, nice. So, anyway, our radio was broken. So, we couldn't hear any of this audio tour. So, since we had Craig, the other guide in our car, he kind of was doing it for us. And then once he found out what we were doing with the pictures and the video, he kind of customized it and let us go off the road yeah. sometimes and go stop at special places, which was great. So, get the guide in your car. Exactly. <laughs> I remember you guys coming back, and your impression of this was the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. Honestly. 
yeah. I was going through the pictures this past week and just things that I never imagined seeing mountains and what lakes. Um, there was snow on all the mountains and, uh, I mean like that's, it's just beautiful. Yeah. I've, I mean, I've been to Colorado before, so I've seen the Rockies, <laughs> everything like that, but this was just unreal. Like, cause a lot of this land is completely untouched except mm-hmm. for the road that travels through. Cause it's like, it's supposed to be the same road that the old prospectors used to walk to get to Probably the Yukon is. and yeah, and they just kind of paved over it, but it really is just this untouched land as you're driving through. Um, that's where we saw the two bears that were in my video. Um, okay. Like, and they were right up beside the car. <sighs> they didn't really, yeah, they didn't get close to us or anything. They kind of just did their own yeah, thing. Yeah, they were cute. But, yeah. you know, they were there and the one was a really big bear and we were stopped on the road for a while and our guide, Craig, told us, he's like, okay, we probably want to keep moving because this thing was They'll massive. attack the car. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But no, it's just some of the stuff we saw was just—it's too much for words. Um, I'm just trying to imagine the two of you going, "Oh my god, look at that! Oh my god, look at that. you guys were freaking." <laughs> well, out it was the funny whole... the way we did it was because I was doing photos and Craig was doing video, and so he drove uh, the way up. I did photos on the way up. Okay. Um, then we switched halfway. And then he took video out the passenger window while okay. I drove. Okay. Um, and so we had the windows open the whole time. And it got a little cold. It did. I would imagine uh, so. Oh, but I'm so glad we had the windows open because it just was such a cool experience. Yeah, yeah. Having the windows down and being freezing just kind of really added on to the whole, like, feeling like you're there. And no, nah, it, was, it was great. I would love to go back and do it again. Well, take me next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm driving I'm sure now. you're high on his Are list you? of people yeah. to take did with him. Hey. <laughs> Do you guys have any other impressions of Skagway before we move over uh, to Juno? Um, I just wanted to add one thing, if I could, Dustin. Um, You were talking about people with back problems and stuff, maybe not wanting to do the Jeeps. Uh, There is another excursion, the White Pass Railway. We had done that, and um, it goes really a very similar route to what they had had driven with the the Jeeps. Ends in car cross as well, and then turns around and comes back. And... um, it's just it's a train ride and so you get to see a lot of the same scenery they do have youth activities on there as well so it is one of those excursions that has a youth component to it and uh it was very uh interesting as well same narration you got to see a lot of the same things a lot of the animals along the way um same thing you want to always have your passport and your photo id with you you are crossing into canada you're going through bc and then into the yukon um, now on the train, you're not getting off. Nobody's going to actually ask to see the passport. But however, if something had have happened, you know, along the way, you would definitely want to have your passport with you. Um, and the guys on our trip had done a golf excursion. I don't think Disney is offering it, um, but very similar. Um, and I also wanted to mention for all of these ports, while the ship excursions that, and the excursions that Disney is offering, a lot of them are very good. They, they've really gone above and beyond for excursions in these ports. Um, and traveling with the ship and doing excursions with the ship is always kind of the safest route to go. But there are also a lot of private companies in these ports as well that are doing some pretty phenomenal things. So if you are a little bit more on the adventurous side, uh, you may want to look into that as an option as well. Okay. That's good. I mean, I, I wouldn't even know where to start with that. I usually go through the Disney pamphlet first, but yeah. Oh, I mean, you need a travel agent, Dustin. Ah, there we go. Okay. <laughs> Cool. Well, as we move along to Juno, we had some interesting uh, uh, mishaps there. Uh, Well, it it was mostly just the weather. Yeah. Uh, We had an excursion planned, which was going to be the helicopter um, and uh, dog musher excursion. Exactly. So it would have included taking a helicopter to uh, the glacier 
getting mm. off, um, and then doing dog sledding or mushing, I guess is the... You didn't do that? When no, we, we pulled so, into Juno that morning, you couldn't see outside. You couldn't see three feet in front of you. It was so foggy, and uh, they, had to, they had to cancel... The helicopters couldn't take off. Pete had done that on a previous. Yeah, yes. previous, yeah he did one. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. But it worked out really well, though. So the way they did it, they handled it really nice. They waited till the very last minute because they really wanted you to go. Obviously, right. I mean, yeah. you had already paid and everything. Um, so they waited till the very last minute to call it. And then once they knew we were at the table, they just let us know. And then we got a full refund afterwards. So yeah. no loss. Um, we just didn't get to do the excursion that we'd wanted to. Um, but it was handled really well. Yeah. Um, and then so we ended up just going off... Um, Ended up being a rainy day in Juneau, and we walked around. We did some shopping, saw some interesting stuff. Yeah, and Um, it actually worked out really well for us that our excursion was canceled because that was the shortest of the port days. So had we gone on that, it would have been we would have got off when it did our excursion. We would have got back on the ship, and it would have left. We wouldn't have saw anything in Juneau at all. Okay. As you mentioned that, Craig, I want to bring something up because uh, Disney is now sailing out of Vancouver, we're finding that it, your time in port is a lot longer in these ports than if uh, you sailed out of Seattle because there's more time uh, in that whole in that whole cruise. So what did you see in Juneau? You said uh, you saw some interesting things, but you didn't elaborate. A lot of, yeah, a lot of shops. <laughs> uh, yeah, again, it's a lot of shopping. A lot of bars. Actually, <laughs> a, a lot of beer. Um, Alaskan Brewing Company is here, and they do free tours. Um, so what you do is they have a store in town, um, with merchandise and stuff, but they can't sell actually beer there. Um, but they have a bus, a shuttle that will take you about five miles, I think it was, right. to the brewery. And you can do a tour and sample and see all that, where they make it. I mean, it's a pretty famous brewery, too. So, um, And actually, at this port, they installed a keg on the ship. Yeah, we were, um, we were on the, the ship park. and saw a guy wearing Alaska Brewing, and he's uh, installing kegs out, yeah. on, out on deck. That's so cool. they brought yeah. the beer from they that brewery local company, beer. too. Interesting. Yeah. How about, um, oh, for, I need to ask, though, were there a lot of children on your cruise? Um, I wouldn't say a lot. But there, there were yeah. children. There were children. I remember seeing them. Definitely children. I One think if, I mean, they must have been in the kids' clubs a lot of times. I, I mean, I know. saw them on deck swimming, and especially on that first day but or the on, second day on Tristan. What I'm asking, I guess I want to know, is when, you, when you're getting off the ship, obviously you felt safe. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Right? And like... Everywhere. Yeah. I mean, these are yeah. these are tourist locations. They are cruise ship ports, but they're also American cities, right? American towns, and you're going in, and these guys are, you know, they're going to try to sell you jewelry. They're going to try to sell you, you know, a paddle well, boat experience. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, yeah. they need but they're to very make a friendly living. though. It's, yeah. it, it never felt There's pushed around or no. anything like that. One thing I do want to say about Juno though is you don't really. I mean, you can walk, but I think this is the port where we got off and then took a bus about you know, a few minutes to yeah. the center uh. of town and it was a lot easier. So just, you know, it's not, not walking it was distance raining. from the show. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's easy to just pick up a bus. They run every couple minutes. So. Now, is this where you saw the furry panties? Oh, Oh no, that was, that was Skagway. Oh, it was. Oh, well, there was a, yeah. a woman's version and then a, uh, yeah, a man's, a man's version. version. <laughs> <laughs> what was it called again? The something. I can't remember. It was the Duke, the Duke. In, uh, <laughs> in Skagway. And then I believe we did see the Duchess. In, well, I made it up the Duchess, in, uh, <laughs> Juno, but uh, Juno was my least favorite yeah. okay. of the entire stuff. It wasn't that there wasn't it was there wasn't a lot to do, and it was basically a city. So we found some bookshops. And yeah, we went to bookstores. Juno's yeah. a pretty good size. We actually went up oh, to yeah. the Capitol, saw where that was, that building. We didn't go inside or anything, but we got to see it. And yeah. yeah, things like that. We uh, what's Juno as well? Juno is uh, where a lot of the whale watching, some of your best whale watching on the cruise, well, will that's be in what Juno. I would do. 
so we had done a whale watching excursion there as well. We actually had done it through the cruise line through Disney. They have two different versions. I have one that uses a much bigger boat and then one that uses a smaller boat where there was maybe 12 of us. Whoa. And uh, so without having an excursion book, it really is a city. Um, but we, the whale watching is phenomenal in Juneau. Yeah. But you're right. When you go there, you can definitely tell it has a different kind of vibe than the other places. It's definitely more artsy, more stuff that you would find in a bigger city. Okay. Yeah. So it's cool to walk around, even if you don't have anything planned. It's really nice. To, to, eat, just walk. to eat in town? Oh, actually, that's where we had uh, the Red Dog Saloon. Yeah, the Red Dog There's Saloon. It's kind of a famous place. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's close to the main area. And this is actually where the Glacier Soap is, too. That's pretty famous. Yeah. That's really good soap. But the Red Dog, it's... Um, like an old Western saloon. It's like saloon. an old saloon. And there's like... A, like piano player there's a piano player but the floor is like wood, um, chips. wood chips yeah oh. yeah and like the bathroom's kind of gross but i mean it's the fun. Kind of gross. the food was the food what did okay. we eat here we had something that's where we had the, the reindeer meat. okay reindeer yeah. sausage yeah yeah it's awesome and you'll see it if, if you go it's right off the yeah i, I feel good. really bad eating a reindeer would you it's oh, just no, a deer no. Rudolph. worse than eating a cow i don't think they don't it's fly. Not, they don't fly. Censored. You don't have flying <laughs> <Tricks> cows. <laughs> so, do we have anything else to add about Juno? Not really for I Juno, because mm-hmm. I want to get to my favorite, which was Ketchikan. Yeah, and that was our our next stop. That was the last uh, port on this Ketchikan. And uh, what did we do there? Um, <laughs> Honestly, the same thing that we did at the other place. We walked, walked around. There were shops. Um, yeah, there beer. was food. And that, like I said, there was lots of seafood here. Oh. Um, yeah. So I think we had uh, scallops and fish and things like that. Um, lots of jewelry stores. It almost felt a little bit more Caribbean in that sense because they were yeah. kind of like Diamond International, um, those kind of stores here. Um, Gosh, I just wouldn't expect that, you know? I mean, because you're so far away from the Caribbean. Actually, they were almost at every port, I think. But they, they're pretty big in Alaska. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And, and we uh, we found, like you said, we found a seafood place that we ate at, and we um, we started exploring town a little bit, and we came across um, this street that it's right on like a, a creek or a river, yeah. Um, and this it's all these shops, all these like jewelry shops and knickknack <laughs> shops, but they're all on stilts on this creek, and there's waterfalls, so it's this this whole thing where there's houses and shops. On stilts, and you saw some of that in the video earlier. Um, it is the coolest thing. It, it is cool, and I think we referenced it actually in the uh, the show we did on the ship. Mm-hmm. This uh, was the place where, when the town of Ketchikan actually banned prostitution, <laughs> they pushed it past the river, past uh, the creek. Okay. And so all these houses built on the stilts were like the whorehouse. brothels. Brothels, yes. There that's you the go. Better word. <laughs> you bring your little bag of gold and get what you want. Right. For yeah. Um, so it was funny because I was taking pictures and they're they're really cute. They're painted all different, like red and green, and they're on stilts and there's cool shops. And then I actually read the signs that were everywhere and I was like, oh, this was Betty's house. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting though because that's true, oh. right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, so it was definitely interesting. interesting. Yeah. Ketchikan is also home to a, a pretty famous excursion, the Lumberjack Show. Yeah, it was um, popular. Yeah, we didn't get to we didn't get a chance to do that, but I mean, those I think those book up pretty good. And it's the Lumberjack Show. Yeah. Yeah. One of our, uh, well, they're on the boards and we're friends with them and their uh, daughter, I can't remember her name. I feel so bad, but she was so excited about the lumberjack show and apparently they go all around the country (coughs) 
uh, watching these lumberjack shows. Just like so. balancing on logs in water and throwing hatchets and they cut at things trees. And they wear plaid and, and they have beards. I think they race like up yeah. they big do poles yeah. wearing those weird yeah. spiked shoes. Right. Yeah. Uh, that sounds cool. Another big thing to mention, I don't know if you did, because um, I had to step out for a second, but this is also like the totem pole capital of... Oh, yeah. I don't know the world, but definitely Alaska. Like, there's four totem pole parks that you can find all throughout there. So they're just everywhere. Um, And basically the gift shops that you'll see in Ketchikan are half jewelry. And then the other half are, like, selling totem pole and other things made of the same wood. Yeah, they had a lot of wood carving, things like that. How about, like, native people? Local native people. A lot of art. Um Especially in that area I was describing to you, uh, a lot of uh, local and native-inspired art. Okay. I don't know if the artists are actually native, but okay. yeah, for sure. You can definitely find, if you're, if you're going on these Alaska cruises, you'll definitely find native-inspired art okay. all over the place. Yeah, but Ketchikan was really cool. It had a really cool vibe. We got to explore a little bit. Um, did we have an excursion? No, this was our free day. Yeah, yeah we had no excursion planned, well, so we just... Go ahead. And we just, just walked around. Brothels. Actually, Craig Craig went and got lost. Oh, yes. Craig yeah. did have his own excursion. Oh, well, no. I mean, I didn't really say anything about it before uh, we started this segment, but this was my first cruise ever, so oh. I didn't know what to expect going into it. Um, even though we did stop often, I was still starting to feel a little claustrophobic, always being stuck on the ship. So then when we were in Ketchikan, I just got off. And I walked about like just three miles up this hill oh, yeah. going through neighborhoods. And then eventually I came to this really nice hiking trail. And then I alone. Hiked. Yeah. You're like it, trying to get away from everybody. Um, no, I just I wanted Sean to come with me and he was hanging around with Pete and Dustin doing some shopping. So yeah. I just kind of went out. I don't remember myself. actively saying no to that. Just, no, I'm looking for a brewery. Okay. <laughs> no, I just, oh. well, we found a bar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, but okay. So, okay. I'm interested. Did you, did you talk to people doing, were you just like out in wilderness or what? What? It wasn't the, like I walked along a highway for, like I said, about two, three miles. And then finally I found, I was following locals that were going hiking. So I followed them to this path and then I walked up and I was kind of perched, like I'd say a couple Owling. hundred feet high up on this, uh, the side of a hill. And on one side of me was like actual, the city part of Skagway. And then on the left side was the port where all the boats were. So that's, or well, not Skagway, sorry, Ketchikan. So that's one thing to note too. Whenever you go to Ketchikan, you're seeing there's two different sections of it. There's the port where everyone gets off, and then there's the other side that has like actual skyscrapers that aren't really that tall. Yeah. But that's where you get a different feel for the whole. That's where life goes on. Yeah, we didn't make our way over there. Exactly. I don't think anyone goes over there though. But it was cool to see, and it was a fun little three hour. Nobody goes over there. Tracy, is there anything you want to add about Ketchikan before we move on? Ketchikan was our favorite port. We absolutely love it here. And just to hang out, no excursion, just to be Creek Street like you were talking about, uh, just exploring around town and talking to people. Absolutely love Ketchikan. It's just a beautiful place to just be. It's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. I... <laughs> I don't know why I said thank you, like as oh, if you were complimenting me. Very nice, thank thank very you. nice. Thank you, um, sure. Lawrence. Welk over there. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Anyway, wow. Okay. <laughs> um, so, you know, I just want to kind of wrap things up here and 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 mention again just the feel of this cruise 
and how how absolutely beautiful in some of these ports are and these places you go to. Um, it's just absolutely breathtakingly beautiful, and you're not going to see it anywhere else. This kind of nature, it's beautiful. And as we as we pulled back into uh, Vancouver, I you know I can't I can't overlook this. We had booked a hotel with. Uh, uh, a post-night stay through Disney Cruise Line uh, at the Fairmont, which is right across from the port as we came back, spent a few nights there before we headed out to Los Angeles. And, uh, you know, I just have to, I have to tell you, it, they, they, they call themselves up there with the Four Seasons, which uh, I don't think is true. But uh, as Pete mentioned on the show, um, when we were on the ship, uh, we had quite an incident. Uh, they took all the luggage from everybody on our ship, the Disney ship that was staying um, at the Fairmont, and took it to Bell Services. So they took care of our luggage, took it to the hotel. But instead of Bell Services getting all the luggage together and figuring it out, taking it to the appropriate rooms and all that, they left it outside around the corner of the building, out of sight of anybody that works there, tied like all tied together with a rope uh, bike lock for several hours. And, and, you know, Pete went to go talk to the, the manager there, and that didn't go well. Uh, and um, so it took them quite a while to get that sorted out. It's just so bizarre because that's not secure at all. No. Like, it's not. I know that they're locked up together, but it's so easy to just walk up there and unzip a suitcase Someone and pull something out. Someone could drive by with a kidnapper van and take all of those suitcases. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Come on, this is Canada. Talking about this large, it's Canada. It's Canada. Walk by and clean the luggage for you. (laughs) Oh please, I've been through I've been through customs in Canada. I know how bad it is. Tracy, I have a question for you. Okay. Um, Okay, so we're looking at the pricing for these cruises, which seems pretty amazing. Some of them is good pricing, but what about? Getting there, airfare and hotels. How is that going to like double my price just trying to get there? It's, of course, going to depend on where you're coming from. Um, you will find flying in and out of Canada probably to be a little bit more than what you're used to, um, just because of the extra taxes and departure taxes and things like that. So the flight in and out of Vancouver will be a little bit higher. Um, as I said, you can go into Seattle and go Amtrak from there. Uh, but it, it's going to depend. If you're coming from the other side, if you're coming from the East Coast all the way to the West Coast where Vancouver is, you're probably going to be a little bit higher. I don't think you're going to double your cruise price. Uh, as far as hotels, I think the rates would be fairly comparable. The only thing is Vancouver's a major city. So if you're and where the port is, you're downtown Vancouver. Yeah. And I think the Fairmont that they were at was the Pacific Rim. Same Fairmont where they just found Corey Monteith, I may add. Actually, we were yeah. at the one we just at- down the street. There's another Fairmont. Oh, were you, this okay, you were not at the Pacific Rim? No, no. So you should have stayed at the Pacific Rim. Yeah. This is the... <laughs> wow. Yeah, okay. This is, this, is the, this is the one that Disney Cruise Line puts you in. It's literally right across the street from... Uh, okay. You know, it's a perfectly nice hotel, but it's not... If Disney is putting you there, it should be nicer, and the luggage should definitely not be sitting right, outside right. for hours... Yeah. But I will say that that was the only negative experience that we saw in Vancouver. Oh, yeah. I love that city. If you have time, make time. It's a to trendy explore. town, right? It's supposed to be really trendy and just know, really cool people and cool on. places. Yeah. And yeah, if yeah, if you have days before or after, spend some time in Vancouver. It's absolutely gorgeous, and the, like you said, the culture is awesome. But I want to wrap up, guys. Um, this has this has been fun, and you know, I, I just again I have to sell the point that. 
this is the most beautiful cruise you'll ever take. I don't think anything could sell this better than the absolutely breathtaking, gorgeous nature of it. It's beautiful. It's all about sightseeing. It's all about that nature, and it's wonderful. Awesome. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. So uh, that is going to do it for this episode of Beyond the Parks and Diz Unplugged. And uh, we will see you next week for another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Ah. No, you won't. I have something to play us out. It's actually a video that I've been working on. It's the uh, inside passage. Thank you for reminding me, Craig. Wow, that could have been disastrous. Um, it's always funny. It's a, a video of the inside passage as you're making your way up uh, to Tracy Arm Fjord. And it is, uh, again, it just sells the, uh, the nature and the beauty of this. So I want you guys to take a look at that. We're going to close out with this video. See you guys next week.